and welcome to The Bar Is Loaded. My name is Chris Howard. With me today, I have Miss Sophie Begley. Today, we will be discussing the equality in lifting. So obviously, we're going to be discussing things like body image and things like that. So slight disclaimer, then if this is something that will trigger, then probably this isn't the episode for you. But it's out there and it needs to be discussed. So that's why we're doing this. So, Soph, how are you? I'm good, yeah, not too bad. Surviving, you know, doing the best I can. <laughs> good. How are you? Obviously, cope with the lockdown thing. I think it's the question that always has to be asked right now. Oh, um, well, I live in a 30 square foot accommodation, so like a room, essentially. Uh, so, I mean, I'm still getting some exercise in. Very good. So, yeah, no, it's great, obviously. Um, same boat, I think, really, for everyone that just struggling to exercise, yeah. exercising as much as we can. Going for walks is always good, but yeah. Yeah, I know. I haven't quite taken up running yet, so I feel like I'm at an okay level still. <laughs> the day <laughs> I start running is when I'm going to really question my mental stability, so uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I questioned mine when I started walking. I was like, this, this isn't me, but it's quite, you know, at least the weather's nice, so I can't argue. How long does that me. walk? What's going on? Oh, I don't like right now so I'm a mess I'm walking my hair doesn't know what it's doing my beard doesn't know what it's doing oh yeah. just just don't it's not it's yeah. not a good time for me right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah also I believe I, I did the whole like dyeing my hair brown thing. <laughs> so. I, be, I believe we uh, have a congratulations in order the the new president of JMU powerlifting yeah whoop <laughs> Great news, well deserved. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. I was going to say it's a you know it's a it's a big thing to take on my shoulders, but you know I'm really looking forward to it. Coming out of Corona will be interesting. <laughs> Trying yeah, to take definitely. over. Basketball. Yeah, I can see those first few sessions are going to be interesting. Obviously, the varsity that's going to be another interesting thing how that comes about. Um, yeah. But no, I think if anyone can handle it, so if you've got this, thank so. you. It's going to be good to see the sessions actually have a plan. And uh, not just Mark running around like a headless chicken. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, Mark, I-, I love you, really. <laughs> I was going to say, don't say anything too bad about him. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Other than skitting in for sumo, and that's probably about all I can do. Yeah, well, uh... <laughs> 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 So, obviously, the main reason we're here today is we're talking about equality and lifting. Um, mm. I think... I would say it's a subject that comes up and down quite a lot. And I think it's one that people tend to tiptoe around. But I think it's a very important subject and something I think that we should cover. I think probably the best place to start is, is and obviously asking you this, Sophie, is do you think there's any common barriers that women face when they start looking at weight training? I mean, I think it's such a, that's such a huge you know discussion and, you know, it, it is a massive thing. And, you know, I will say like first off (laughs) not speaking to anyone else but myself these are my own experiences like you know it differs from woman to woman and it differs you know what type of body type you've got or you know what you look like and things like that and I'm very lucky that I'm a very I'm in a very socially acceptable body type shall we say so you know I probably haven't faced as much as what other women might have done um I think the biggest thing for me was finding a good gym and a good coach so I started, my strength journey started in like 2016, 2017, um, just going to a commercial gym, 
and I did cardio and that was basically all I did because I didn't know what else to do and I was terrified to ask anyone because you know you've got these big barely men like grunting and making all these noises and it's it's intimidating it is like it's terrifying sometimes so I just went on the cross trainer and that was it and I think it got to about six months in and I was like this is so boring like oh my god I can't do this any longer so I got a PT and that was kind of where I started lifting weights um and honestly this PT did not know what he was talking about in any way shape or form (laughs) he was a bodybuilder um but like didn't really train women um and he just some of the things he taught me how to do like took a, a good year to untrain me to do because oh Danny Taylor would probably attest to um <laughs> and then I luckily had a boyfriend at the time who was really into like lifting weights and things like that and he was he was actually put me on to powerlifting mm-hmm. he was like you know you're really naturally strong you should go and do this go try and I kind of fell into Taylor's and it's probably the best thing I've ever done and the scariest thing I've ever done as well yeah. Um, but I was so lucky to fall into that and I know that's not the same for everyone you know finding a good coach and finding a gym that's accepting of a female lifter is is hard to come by and you know and don't get me wrong Taylor's an amazing place and everyone is lovely but you know you do still sometimes get people in there that you know will make the odd comment or you know say something to you and you know you, you take it as a, on the chin as a woman and it is mostly aimed at women so you know it is difficult and I think finding a good coach is probably one of the biggest barriers that you find there's not many female coaches you know we're very lucky that we have Lauren and Michelle in the gym who are amazing um but they're just it's very very hard to come by in my opinion anyway yeah definitely Um, I think um like you say with like commercial gyms I think Finding a good coach, or well, obviously they class themselves as PTs. It's very hard to come by a commercial gym. You know, we're in a world now where you can go online. Don't get me wrong; we've all done it, but gone online and get a qualification that doesn't necessarily prep you for everything else. I think there has to be a degree of experience, and especially if it comes to something like lifting, a lot of the PTs will only know what they've read. They won't know it from experience. So, I think as a woman to come in and try and find, like you say, like a, a good coach. That is going to help them progress. It's quite hard in a commercial gym, so mm. you know it's like you say the route that you took is a great route to take. And like you know, look at your lifting now; it's fucking way up there. So yeah, and I, you know, I think if I hadn't have found Taylor's, I probably would never have fallen into powerlifting. And mm. I, I am so thankful that I did, um, because you know it it changed my life. It really, really did, um, and it changed my views as a woman as well, which. Mm you know, is amazing. But I think there are a lot of women out there who feel like, you know, it's intimidating and it is intimidating to walk into a gym, into any gym as a woman, you know, you don't know what you're going to be faced with. And, you know, that is scary in itself. So, you know, probably the biggest barrier that I think as a woman you face every day is walking into a gym because it's scary. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, do you think then, I guess that's a good question to take on from this is do you think that a privately owned gym is probably better than a commercial gym 
for like females that are looking to start in maybe not even just weightlifting, just looking at starting to train in general? Do you think that a privately owned gym is better than a commercial gym in that sense? On the basis of Taylor's, 100%. Yeah. On the basis of other private gyms that I know about and people that I know that go there, not always. Like, sadly, you know, there are still privately owned gyms that are owned by big, barely men who don't care about women. Yeah. And it's the truth. But, you know, I think on the overall, you probably are better going to a private gym just because... You know, commercial gyms, you're getting crappy quality weights, you're getting weight rooms that are just male-dominated. You know, female-only weight rooms have more or less been abolished across the country now. I can't remember the last time I saw one. Um, So, you know, that safe space for women to train in just isn't in a commercial gym anymore. It just really isn't. You know, I've been in many commercial gyms and been approached by men and felt really uncomfortable to the point of like leaving the gym because I didn't feel comfortable or protected in any way. And, you know, you don't get that in private gyms as far as I think, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I think, um, you know, I still train in a commercial gym as much as I train in tailors. And, um, like you say, you notice, you tend to notice a lot more that male presence of, Oh, you know, you need to lift like this or, oh, you know, you need to do this exercise. I think the male input in a commercial gym is probably a lot worse than it is in a private gym, maybe. But then, that, again, mm-hmm. that's just what I've noticed. That's what my experience. Uh, I yeah. guess, you know, there's probably people out there that have experienced completely different, but certainly from, like, a male perspective, um, like, you, I see that a lot more in a commercial gym than I, I have seen in private gyms. But, like you say, I think that, again, it's just a testament to Taylor's. Like, Taylor's is just a special gym in that sense that, you know, every lad in there respects women so you know it's it's pretty lucky in that sense yeah oh god I 100% agree I mean you know I've had male friends males that I've lifted with trained with things like that who have said to me you know like what's a good way to approach a woman in the gym you know like if I think she needs a spa or if I think she needs help or you know if I think a form's wrong and like my biggest advice is don't just don't just don't approach them a woman in a gym is not there for you to come and correct her in any way, shape or form. That's not your job. It just isn't. And it, you have no right to come over to a woman when she's in the gym. Like if she's in booty shorts and a crop top or she's in a full tracksuit or, you know, going up to her, it's, it's not your job to do that. So don't do it. <laughs> There's no non-creepy way to approach a woman in a gym. There just isn't. And, exactly. you know, there might be men out there that think, oh, well, I've approached a woman in the gym and I wasn't creepy. I can tell you now, you were. <laughs> that woman thought you were creepy. <laughs> she might have been polite and too nice to say, but she thought you were creepy. And you probably went in the female group chat that she's got on her phone. Oh my God, this weirdo's just approached me. And that is probably the truth of it. Like, yeah. just just don't do it. Like, we don't need your help. If I am, I've been in a commercial gym before and been squatting something. And I've had like a guy come up to me and ask me, oh, do you need a spot? as I was squatting, <laughs> like, no, go away. <laughs> You've just made this 10 times harder and now I'm going to have to start again. So thanks for that. Or, or I've had someone take a bar out my hands while I've been benching, like not even a heavy weight, like, and they just took out my hands and been like, oh, I thought you were struggling. If I'm struggling, you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> I will make enough noise for you to know. <laughs> you know, like it's so. shocking. I mean, like, I, you know, I've, I've seen... You know, lads just do the most inappropriate things, but 
taking a bar out of your hand is just next level. Oh yeah. And it's not just me that's had this story, but like I know multiple women where we'll sit and joke about it. And that's happened to multiple women. Like it's not an isolated case. It happens a lot. But oh the best one, having pictures took of you. Ooh. I've had someone take pictures of me whilst I was squatting in a commercial gym. Ooh. That was fun. Yeah, and then when I asked to see his phone, he was like, oh, I, I, you know, I wasn't taking pictures, I wasn't taking pictures, reported into the gym, and the gym already knew, knew who I was talking about, so, truth be told, I never went back to that gym, but, yeah, it's just what you put up with, and unfortunately, like, you know, when you're in a position like that, you want to, you know, I'm quite ballsy, I'm not someone, you know, I'm five foot, 10 I'm quite a big girl I'm very strong <laughs> I'm not someone that takes shit from people I'm just not I never have will I've done never will do when you're in them positions though like it's scary and your automatic response to the female is to go oh, oh it's okay <laughs> and to play it off and be polite because if you turn around and shout in this man's face and embarrass him in a joint gym full of big bros is he going to wait for you outside and attack you is he going to drag you into a car is he going to punch you in the face? Like, you you don't know. So no your response is politeness, which, you know, you kick yourself about later, but it's a matter of safety sometimes. Mm, 100%. Don't have to think about. So. I mean, like you say, it's, it's alarming when you say that the gym was aware of that happening and nothing's getting done about it. Like, does that, again, does that show the state of the industry at the minute that that equality is just not there whatsoever? You know, oh, yeah. and I guess that leads on to the next point really is um, like social media. So obviously social media is great for fitness as a platform. You know, it's great for female fitness, but is the argument there that it's as negative as it is positive, do you think? Oh, I think social media is a beast upon itself now, a hundred percent. Especially when you're talking about kind of, you know, the fitness industry as a whole, it's, it's very toxic on there, like, and especially for a women. So um, I'll give you this point example. So very recent that happened. So I've got two accounts. I've got my own in personal Instagram, and then I've got a lifting account. Mm-hmm. My lifting account I post regularly, um, and I, you know, put PBs on there and things like that. And there's, you know, not that much engagement and things like that. But um, I posted a picture today um of me I'm in the process of like losing a bit of weight and things like that and um the pet my coach um Cara at the moment she's posted a picture of like my before and after and things like that and I reposted it onto my Instagram and I got about 15 messages in about 20 minutes maybe you know it's it's like oh you know and they were nice messages but it was there were pointing out specifically the way I looked and you know which is great but you know I'll post on my lifting account about my lifting and there's like no engagement there like (laughs) because it's this monster of you know you've got to look a certain way on on social media and you do like unfortunately that is the way the world is and it's a sad sad world (laughs) but you know it is the way it is it's you know and that social media breeds that, I think. Um, yeah. It, it breeds that monster of, you know, you've got to look a certain way to be in the fitness industry and you've got to do certain things. And 
and it just all accumulates and the pressure is just immense for anyone look at yeah. things like that yeah and I guess like that was going to be another question I guess was like do you think that all these sort of I guess it's not to be out there, but the Gymshark generation, do you think that they are creating this image that, you know, is making, is putting more pressure on females rather than bringing them out of the shells more, do you think? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, 100%. I would hate to be a teenager growing up at the moment because you're just bombarded constantly with having to look a certain way and, and, I know it was a little while ago, I had a little bit of a rant about this. So Gymshark released this um, like diversity campaign, which, you know, it was amazing. They were really trying to do something, but they just missed the mark completely, like in my opinion. Mm. Um, you know, they did have um, people with disabilities on show and things like that and, that, and people of colour and, you know, that's amazing. Um, but all the women and looked exactly the same and it's like you can't say you're diverse and you're inclusive and all this and then have a one-size-fits-all look for your like your instagram models mm. like that's not how that works <laughs> like my body type is not represented in that in any way shape or form and you know it's it's hard to live with but you you have to find coping ways to live with things like that which is difficult now when it, you know it's thrown in your face constantly. Yeah. I think that's a perfect point that like you say, like all this, again, like the, that Gymshark generation it is all one body type. And, you know, it's like for a male looking in, it's, you know, it, like you say, it isn't diverse enough. You only see that one stick thin, stick thin model. You don't see every body shape. And I think like you say, for a company like that, that are so poignant, like in the industry and, have such a grab on the whole thing that you'd have thought that they'd use that power to, like you say, express that diversity. And it's something that they completely miss, I think, like you say. Yeah, fully, fully. And I think the juxtaposition between, like, so Jim Sharks, like, social media and, you know, all these gorgeous Instagram models that are, like, dead fit, wearing their clothes and all that. And then so you walk into a gym like Taylor's, which is a real gym, you know, where people are actually going to work out and be strong and, and you look at all the different body types in that gym and they're not, I don't, I think there's maybe two people in Taylor's that might just fit into the Gymshark's ideal body shape. Like, and there is, and that because there's real people in that gym, like Gymshark's ad campaigns, they're not real people. They're people that are Photoshopped and, you know, put into these categories that they've got to look a certain way to make their money. And, you know, that's their job, which fair enough, you know, they make money from this. Great. But, you know, it's not real people. It's not real life. People don't look like that. Like, and I think when you're looking at social media all day, every day, which I am very guilty of, I do look at a lot of social media a lot of the time, you start believing that everyone looks like that. And in actuality, there might be 1% of the population that look like that. Mm. And it messes with your mind completely, like completely, especially as a woman, there's, there's so much pressure to look a certain way when you actually step back and look at like, you know, your friends, your family, the people around you, you know, they, they don't look like these people on Instagram. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> like, cause your friends and family are real people who, you know, like a beer and like burgers and like going out for drinks and, you know, don't eat 
just lettuce <laughs> every day, all day, <laughs> like, and train six million times a day. Like, and you know what? If you can keep that body shape up and you can look like that, props to you because I do not have the time, energy, or resources to ever look like that. And that's fine. I've fully accepted that now. Took a long time, but I have. Yeah. Like you say, I think that's the thing that, you know, real people with real nine to five jobs that don't, like you say, make a living off Instagram and YouTube and all the rest and don't make money off that image. I think, like you say, that's that's 99% of the population. So I think you gearing that 1%, it's just not beneficial to the industry whatsoever. Like, no. yeah, it might sell a bunch of clothes and it might boost people's accounts to however many followers, but it doesn't represent the real world. And I think that's probably leads me on to the next thing is, do you think that that body image thing now, like, do you think that that sort of shapes how a female would weight train nowadays? Yeah, I think, like, you... A lot of females are constantly striving for this, you know, body perfection and things like that. And, you know, a couple of years ago, like the 90s and that, you know, cardio was pushed as like the way to get this ideal body. You know, you've got to run, you've got to go on the cross trainer, you've got to, you know, you've got to do loads of cardio and eat no carbs and things like that. And slowly it's changed into like, okay, actually weight training is the best way to lose weight. So, you know, there's a lot more people weight training now. Um and I think it does push the narrative of you've still got to look this way to do weight training and that's just not the case at all um and, you know I think very lucky in the sport that I do you know like powerlifting because it, it isn't about the body image um you know the, the strongest people I know would probably wouldn't be in a Gymshark campaign. And, you know, even I, I wouldn't be in a Gymshark campaign. Like, I haven't got a perfect body in any way, shape or form, you know. And, but the most impressive people that I know, the strongest people I know, you know, don't have these perfect bodies, whatever that's supposed to mean. Mm. And, but, I mean, you know, social media has a lot to play in that as well. And I think the body image idea has changed over time and hopefully it will continue to change and, you know, being stick thin and being extremely underweight, you know, won't be the way people want to look. You know, now it's all about having a fat ass. It's <laughs> 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 what everyone wants. And everyone's like, got to do loads of squats. All these girls like squatting a hundred times a day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if I squatted a hundred times a day, I don't think I'd be able to walk ever again. No, definitely not. And like, like, I, that's what I train, but, oh, God. <laughs> and I think, like you say, I suppose that is maybe the one positive that you can get from the current, like, generation is at least, like you say, it is more geared towards weight training now. So mm-hmm. I guess in a sense that it's great to see people actually, like, looking at compound lifts now and thinking, you know, that's what I need to do. Granted, it's probably for the wrong reason. Like you say, it's to get a bigger arse or whatever, but yeah. at least, at least it's, putting them down that route which I think in a way is a positive you probably can take from the current generation but like you say more often than not it's for the wrong reasons not for the right reasons yeah and you know it it's sad it is like you know you see these young girls coming up and you know they're so obsessed with the way that they look and like I was like that you know I I'm don't get me wrong I still have major body hang-ups like 
there's still things that I hate about my body and you know learning to love them is incredibly difficult you see these young girls and like they're so obsessed with looking a certain way and you know they've got to be like all these Instagram baddies on that look amazing and like oh it's 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 heartbreaking you know I'd I'd much rather you know put a barbell in all these young girls hands and be like no come on let's let's train for yourself you know train to be strong and powerful and because that's what you should want to be you shouldn't want to be skinny like that's not an that's not an attainable goal like train to be strong and train to you know be able to like what defend yourself or you know or to be in a better physical mental position like you know your mental health is so linked to your physical health so train for them reasons don't train for your aesthetic because the end of the day you're always going to want something more you know you're going to want to be skinnier you know you want bum to be bigger even when you think you've reached that you know perfect body it's never going to be enough and it just isn't until you start training for a different reason and that took me years years to figure out and I still have moments of oh but I've got to be skinny and you know you kind of have to give yourself a talking to and be like no come on but you know I think powerlifting is a massive help in that because you're not looking at the aesthetics of it you're looking at the weights on the bar that's that's your goal you want to be stronger because you want to lift more weight not to like fit into a size six dress so that helps massively I think and I think if you could instill that into girls younger you know you'd have much happier young girls because they wouldn't be looking at a weight on a scale they'd be looking at a weight on a bar and that's so much more fun yeah (laughs) it's a great point and I think you know this being obsessed with body image I think is dangerous in a way as well because like you say it's changed from the early 2000s to now you know like you say it's gone from cardio to weight training what's to say in another five years however long that the perfect body image is going to change again and these girls that have got it instilled that I've got to be with the current body image it's just going to keep going down that track of something that just isn't attainable like you said whereas you go down the weight training route you know you look at powerlifting strong woman whatever you know there's that it's the weight on the bar and let's face it what's better than going up to a bar that a lad's just been on it and putting more on him put like oh, she, yeah. you know that that for me when i see that in a commercial gym it's just fucking hilarious you see someone <laughs> with his like fucking shit deadlift form and then you all of a sudden like see someone that knows what they're doing go over and she just embarrasses him and he's just like that's fucking great that's what it should be you know, it shouldn't be, I've got a bigger arse than you. It should be, I can lift more than the fucking boy, and that's great. Oh, yeah. When they say, oh, do you want me to strip the bar for you? And you're like, yeah. no, 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 I'm going to add weight to it. And the faces, oh, the best feeling in the world. Like, you can't compare it to anything. It's amazing. <laughs> so I know um, one of the points that you wanted to bring up was about social acceptance. Yeah. Um yeah, it's like the social acceptance in terms of, you know, is it socially acceptable now for women to lift heavy weights? Like, I think this is a massive conversation that's happening constantly in strength sports. Um, you know, if you look at some of the strongest women, like, you know, Steffi Cohen, you know, Donna Moore, people like that, you know, Dana Lynn Bailey, like, these are incredibly strong women. Um, and then you look at the hate that they receive, mm-hmm. you know, 
the negative comments, the putting them on blast, things like that. Like it, it just isn't as socially acceptable as people want to believe that it is. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of probably men in the industry as well who think, Oh yeah, we're all the same now. And it, it just, that isn't the case in any way, shape or form. Um, I think we've still got a long, long way to go in terms of societal acceptance of strong women. And yeah. um, no, the age old, if, when I tell people that I do powerlifting um, or do, I've done strong women and things like that. And oh, I love it. It's great. The, the number one question I get asked is, Oh, do you take steads? Like, why do I have to take steroids to enjoy doing these sports? Like, yeah. I don't like, would you ask a man that? Probably not. If you saw a strong man, would you automatically assume that he was on steroids? No, you just wouldn't. You see a strong woman who's maybe a bit muscular, you know, looks a little bit more built. Oh, she takes steads. That's the only reason she looks like that. You know, that's the only reason she can lift them weights. Not because it's hard work and dedication. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know there are women in the industry who do take steroids and that, you know, that's for their prerogative. I've got no issue with it. But like, don't, don't put us all in a box. It's not fair. It's not okay. Um, you know, even these progressive people who think that, you know, they're dead progressive and dead inclusive of women and, you know, oh yeah, you know, society think it, it thinks it's great now that people, that women lift weights. Like, mm, is it though? Is it though? Because if I walk into a commercial gym and walk into their weights room, every single guy in there is going to turn around and stare at me. So is that society accepting the fact that I lift weights? No, not in any way, shape or form. Yeah. So... I think so with that as well. Do you think so for me being like strong man, strong woman world, I, I think for us speaking as a whole, I think we are version on that equality maybe quicker than certainly in other sports. I don't know about Palace and we'll get onto that in a minute, but I, I think strong woman certainly is getting it. Like the equality is getting there a lot quicker than I, And I think that is probably down to the fact that a lot of the women are fucking a lot stronger than any of the men. Mm. and that's that's such a testament to the sport such a testament to those as athletes like you know you've got Rhiannon Lovelace who is being involved in the feats of strength that's coming up on um, on World Ultimate Strongman you know Donna Moore that you mentioned before and you know it's so important to see that in the minute I think if more females would pay attention to strength sports they'd feel a lot more comfortable a lot more empowered when they go into a gym I think mm. And obviously, yeah. you know, I, I think the one thing they do still lack is the coverage. I think, you know, as we we're saying, right, Rhiannon's gotten getting the coverage for her stone lift, but you know, world's strongest woman is still something that is so far behind the men's. You know, granted, in, within the sport, we see you know athlete equality there, but certainly in the money that they get compared to the men, it's nowhere near. Yeah, and especially the coverage as well. You know, powerlifting. Um, obviously, that'd be your forte. You know, you've got. Danielle Mello, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what what like, what's the coverage like in the powerlifting world for female lifting? Um. Uh, all right. So as a whole, powerlifting <laughs> is, in my opinion, very very boring to watch. <laughs> I love this sport. It's ingrained in me. It's in my blood. It's so boring to watch. <laughs> I would never sit down and watch it on TV. Like. It, it's not as exciting as a man pulling a truck. Like, it just isn't. It's not got the same vibes. Um, but, I mean, so we don't really get televised. It's not really a thing. Um, but, I mean, 
in terms of powerlifting and coverage for women, yeah, it's getting there, I suppose. Um, it depends what you're talking about them, like, and what federation and, you know, everyone's different and there's different coverages for different people. I mean, the UK you're trying to find. So I tried to Google powerlifting UK women before coming on tonight and uh, nothing comes up. <laughs> like nothing. Maybe the IPF list of like the strongest women that's about it like it's near on impossible and I've had people say it to me like oh who do you follow on like Instagram and things like that or you know who can I look up to and it is hard to find like you know the men are out there you know but trying to find women powerlifters to like really look up to is difficult um I mean Emma James who is the owner creator of the ABPU and BPU she is probably one of my biggest inspirations. I think she is insane. She is so cool. She basically just didn't like the IPF. So she was like, sod it. I'm going to go make the ABPU. This is what I have heard anyway. Um, and now she owns it, like runs it. She does everything. It's the federation that I lift in. Her as a woman, she's amazing. Um, and But like trying to find anything about her, trying to find coverage of it, is just it just isn't there it really isn't um america probably does a much better job than the uk does in terms of powerlifters um so you've got people like maddie forberg who is really really strong um and she's been on like youtube series and and things like that there's a lot of stuff you can find about her and steffi cohen as well you know there's masses and masses of stuff about steffi cohen I do think the, the UK might be a little bit further behind than America. I mean, America is a lot bigger than us. So, you know, that's to be expected. But, I mean, it's, it's hard to say because there is so little coverage of UK, UK especially female powerlifters, um, in my opinion. I mean, you know, I might be wrong. There might be people out there screaming now, listening to this, like, hey, what about this person? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just don't know about them. Um, but, yeah, I think... America's does it right, I think, um, in terms of their kind of the way that they look at the powerlifters and strength sports. You know, they have like the CrossFit Games, which is huge over there as well. Um, so there's a lot of famous people that come from that. But I don't know. It's it's a difficult one. It really, really is because you know you're only funnel fed things. Um, you have to really go looking for it. Yeah. In terms of you know like think about like male strength sports so like male strong man you know everyone knows who eddie hall is everyone yeah. knows who like four is like everyone knows these names mm. but if you ask someone okay we'll name three strong women or name three female powerlifters could they yeah probably probably not which is sad because you know as you said women are outlifting men now so why aren't we as recognised as the men are. Yeah, and that's that's such a shame. Like you say, it's it seems if you're involved in the sport, like you say, like you know, we can name you know lo- plenty of female strong women, plenty of female powerlifters. But like you say, the people outside of that know that. You know, mm-hmm. I go to a random person in the street and be like, "Do you know who Donna Moore is?" And they were like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, know, such a sad thing to." But if you said, "Do you know who Eddie All is?" the chances of them knowing who he is, is very, very high. Exactly. Um, you know, and I mean, I think that is a lot to do with sponsorships and being televised. And, you know, as you said, like strong men, strong woman is like probably a lot more 
forward in terms of you know their coverage um but you know we still don't have strong women on tv which is a damn shame because then women are doing some massive things i said this to danny i was like this is a podcast that i feel very tiptoey around as it is because just as a male trying to obviously talk about if i sexism and female empowerment i'm like someone's gonna trip me up on something somewhere but oh yeah don't like honestly the thing is, I would. Men are our allies. It's the way you've got to think about it. You know, unfortunately, it is a man's world, and it still is. And I will debate to the death with anyone about the fact that it isn't, because it is. Um, we are still massively oppressed as women. Um, you know, sexism is still alive and kicking massively, not just in strength force, across the entire world, country, everywhere. Um, but you have to have these conversations with men and you have to open up that dialogue and men have to feel comfortable talking about it because, you know, if I say to a man, that's sexist, that's not okay, you can't speak to me like that, nine times out of ten, that man will laugh at me. Now, if another man said that to another man, that man who's sexist is probably going to listen to that man, unfortunately. Mm. But it's the way it works. So, you know, and... Don't worry about talking about it because nine times out of ten people won't agree with the way I talk about it. <laughs> I'm very passionate about it. And people are like, oh, calm down, sit down, it's fine. No, I'm going to fight about it. <laughs> no, it's, like, the way. it's certainly something for me that I feel like strongly about that, you know, I'm completely on the side of females. Like, it's, it's just such, like you say, it's just such a man's world and it mm. shouldn't be because a lot of the time women are just fucking far stronger than men. And oh yeah that's a fact that lads will be scared to admit but you fucking are so yeah the strongest people i know are women yeah the stuff that some of like my friends the stuff i've been through personally like men would not be able to cope with and this is just honestly from speaking to male friends like i've told them stuff i've been through and they've been like what you okay and i'm like ah, yeah i'm fine because <laughs> it's how we deal with things as women because we are just that strong that we just don't make a big deal about stuff so you know i mean let's you know let's face it the pound for pound strongest person in the gym is lauren and there's no one that's going to debate that no one is debating that oh god i know i 100 percent love that as well because i love yeah. telling people here and like shana like my god jesus yeah. christ Two absolute powerhouses right there yeah, idols, if there ever was one. Like, my exactly. God. Dana's, like, three years younger than me as well. And I'm like, this bitch is insane. <laughs> but I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> no, just She's an absolute, so absolute next-level lift to Shana and Lauren, well, within that sentence, you know, the two two women that, like, see, just such role models within the gym, but they should oh, be yeah. role models outside of that because just yeah. look at the level they're at. You know, it's mm. frightening. They just dominate, completely dominate. It's insane. You know, that's, I think, it's why it's such a privilege for me to be, you know, the powerlifting captain this year for LJMU because, you know, you've got me as the captain and then our vice captain is Cara. So, you know, you've got two female strong committee members, like, you know, running this club. It's amazing. The female turnout this year for our club was the highest it's ever been. Um, And, you know, I'm hoping to double it next year. Get some barbells and some women's hands. Empower them. We're gonna have a revolution. <laughs> no, that was that was such a great thing for me. Obviously, we had the meeting the other night, didn't we? And where we discussed mm-hmm. this, and it's so good to see that now there is 
two females at the top of that, like you say, the top of that committee. And it's only going to bring more girls into that club and yeah. more girls into lifting. And I think that's such a great thing. And, you know, having you at the head of that, it's it's great to see. And it's going to only be a success. So it, it is. It's amazing. And it's an amazing opportunity. And, you know, it's an amazing honour. I have been already told, though, yeah, let's go back to sexism here. Let's go. Um, You've got a lot to prove, though, you know, being a female captain. You know, men might not want to join the club because you're the captain. All right, mate, just because my dick's bigger than yours. Like, sorry about that. Like, don't know what you want from me. No, but honestly, like, I've already had that conversation with people. Like, oh, but they might not want to join a lifting club if the female's a captain. Oh, why don't you just be the vice captain? No, (laughs) don't think so. Sorry. (laughs) So that was the first hurdle, but, you know. It's a good job I didn't take no shit, isn't it? So Exactly. I mean, let's say so I've seen enough sessions to know that the lads are shit scared of you, so yeah. <laughs> I, I can't imagine you're going to struggle, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I am terrifying, apparently. You apparently are? I'm a bit of a bitch, but I'm not. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I swear I'm not. I mean, I'll be in the room doing my own session, and like I hear you shout at someone, I'm like, ah, fuck. Yeah, I mean, like the being five foot ten, covered in tattoos thing, probably doesn't help my case. But you know, <laughs> not my fault. Can't help it. You can't. You can't. So another point that like I had down was: Do you think talking very stereotypically of the male and female form? Do you think that there's any limitations in that? Like, so, um, like, is there anything that you think? could like females couldn't do that males can do and vice versa anything that males couldn't do compared to females obviously a big thing that i know that fucking i can't do that most like females can is like flexibility like my flexibility is fucking non-existent whereas obviously mm-hmm. like you know the female form just allows you a lot more range of motion yeah um obviously anything that you'd want to add to that um i think it, it's a difficult one um obviously physiologically you know, men are bigger, they are stronger, like, you kind of can't argue with that, like, evolution, you know, it tells us, you know, they are bigger, you know, they were made to go out and hunt, and we were made for gathering, that's, you know, just the way it is, unfortunately, um, but I'd like to say no, that there isn't as many limitations anymore, um, I think probably the biggest one, and this is, you know, going to put a trigger warning I'm going to start talking about periods <laughs> um, you know we have this cycle once a month and you know there isn't enough research into it there's some I've read the majority of it um into weight training and periods and you know your cycle and things like that you know I can come into the gym one day and be able to max out or you know lift do a 110 deadlift fine it'll fly I'll be great I can go into the gym the next week and can't even lift 60k without it feeling really, really shit. And it, that's just, it's hormones and it's the way we work and, you know, and that is a massive limitation, but you just kind of learn to train through it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that I can have a really good day and the next day it'd be crap and, you know, it's cause I'm, I'm due on or, you know, I've just came on period or, you know, whatever. And, you know, your hormones are all over the place and things like that. And it does affect the way you train and you have to take it into consideration, um, especially in terms of, like, weight training. I remember my first powerlifting comp, um, 
now I don't tell anyone to do this. Don't ever do this. This was a really stupid idea that I had. Um, I knew I was going to be on my period on my comp. And I was like, I can't. Like, I know I'm going to lift as much when I'm on my period. I can't. Like, oh, God. So this is these tablets you can get from the doctor, which basically, like, stop your period. <laughs> they like It, like, pushes it back. can't remember what they're called. But, um, and I took them. So stupid. We probably wouldn't have made any much of a difference. I wasn't lifting that heavy, but my very newbie brain was like, oh, my God, I've got to do this. Um, and, you know, and, you know, I went and did the comp, and it was great and everything, but... You know, it was something that in the future I probably would have to plan, um, you know, figure out when the comp is, when I'm going to peak. You know, if I peak in my training cycle and I'm on my cycle, <laughs> it's not going to be as good. And I just know that. And you have to take it into consideration. And, you know, and we are more emotional as well. Unfortunately, I have cried multiple times in Taylor's, multiple times. Um, and I think that does impact training as well, you know we put our heart and soul into these things, especially as women, we do. So, you know, when something isn't quite right, it does affect us a lot. Um, you know, the same, you know, some men might feel the same way, um, but I do think it does affect us a lot differently. I think the limitations that we have in terms of men being stronger than us, you know, as I said, look at Donna Moore, like yeah. she's stronger than most men I know. <laughs> so it's probably not there as much anymore. And, you know, you talk about evolution and that we probably are moving away from men being stronger yeah. because you don't need to be anymore. So I can probably outlift most of the guys I know. Agreed. So maybe, maybe we're moving away from that. Hopefully evolution might be finally on our side. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think um, like it's such a poignant point that you made is that I think like periods and training is something that isn't spoken about enough. Mm. And I think certainly isn't, coached around enough you know I feel like most PTs wouldn't coach their female like lifters or like female clients they won't take that into consideration which is something that I think it's it's that balance between tiptoeing around it and just accepting that it's fact you know like you say there's going to be days where you can't lift as much as a day that you can whilst you're on cycle but you know I think that's again that's just that male perspective that we think oh shit we can't talk about periods yeah i mean it's probably it, well no it, it is the most natural thing in the world like guys that are scared of it just god i can't even talk to them like come on it's the most natural thing in the world like your mum has them pack it in but uh <laughs> you you are right there's not enough in, like research into it at all at all i don't think um it just isn't something that's researched and you know there is massive health implications you know and also like in terms of women autonomy and that, you know, there's a lot of women I know that deadlift and pee and that it's just part of us. It just happens. Like you, you've got to think how much pressure you're putting on your body. Like, of course you're going to push some pee out. Of course you are. Come on now. Like, you know, I know lads that have deadlifted and shit themselves. So, so don't worry about it. Like if you, if you, while she's deadlifted, don't worry about it. Lads have shit themselves when they've deadlifted. So you'll be fine. I'm sure vice versa. I'm sure there's men that have pissed themselves and women that shit themselves. It happens. Yeah. I've always said I won't be a fully accomplished powerlifter until I pee on a platform or my nose bleeds during a deadlift. Those are the two things. <laughs> and then I'll retire. <laughs> Not beating them. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have. I think we've covered a lot of important things, maybe things that 
people are a bit scared to talk about, which is good. Um, mm. I think we've touched on a lot of points, so I'm very, very thankful for your time. Yeah, thanks. Thankful for your views. I was, yeah. No, I was pretty certain. Yeah, I was pretty certain that like talking to you, I'd get a very straight answer on everything. So, <laughs> so thank you very much. You're very welcome. I'm just uh, preparing myself for all the trolls. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna get... The trolls will be aimed at me, so, so don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> Ooh, don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so it's great to talk to you as always. Thank you very much for coming on. And I'm sure we'll do this again at some point. Yeah, definitely. It's been an honour. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks.